need to buy an external hard drive. To at least store the finished ones on. Yeah, because I don't know how much storage is left on here. Yeah. Also, I don't know how to check. And also, it would mean nothing to me. I know how to check. We can do that the after. The numbers would mean literally nothing to me. <laughs> I can read those at the very least. It's about as computer literate as I am, but... I don't know how to use technology, and I'm 21 years old. Well, they didn't exactly do a good job teaching us. No. They just said, you're young, you're supposed to know how to figure it out. Yep. Here's your brightly At colored, one point in my life, boxy I, Apple computers. Have fun. I was able to make iMovies. But if I did it now, I would have no idea where to start. Absolutely no idea. Yeah. I think I only ever made one. It was like eighth we grade. had to make some in like elementary school and middle school, and then we had to make some in high school too. I didn't have to ever do them in high school. Um, I don't really have anything to talk about. We keep bidding on houses and not getting any, so that's, you know, fun. Other than that, I don't do anything besides go to work. And I don't even have any good work stories. It snowed yesterday. It was very pretty snow. I don't care. It was <laughs> stupid. I like fall. That's not, about not it. Not spring. I hate spring more than anything in the world. It's just sort I of... I hate pastels. Muddy. I hate pollen. It rains too much. And it can't... What's fun? What's fun about spring? It, it's doing the opposite of what I want for the temperature. Like, like when it's fall, I don't mind that it goes from warm, sometimes cold, haha, warm again. Because, like, I'm just happy for every last warm day. But, like, that's not the case in spring. I just want it to be, like, a consistent temperature, please. <laughs> nope. We're gonna snow. How about that? When the day before it was 70 degrees. We don't live up north anymore for a reason. <laughs> Alright, so... I'm doing the story of Robert Leroy Anderson. Um, I got my information from murderpedia.org, kiloland.com. I um, almost did him. I'm really? so happy I didn't do him. I almost it's, did him. It's kind of long. Um, dakotanewsnow.com. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know if it's not, Kilo Land or K-E-L-O, like, like it's a radio station. Because I have that <laughs> as a source for one of mine. What? I did not just read it like that. It's literally dakotanewsnow.com. Wait, what did you say? <laughs> I'm not mentally well. This is what not getting any of the five houses that you applied for does to your brain. Um, Dakota News Now. <laughs> Um, and then SiouxCityJournal.com. Okay, so we're going to start out with... Just follow along. I think I, I think I put it in a good order that makes enough sense. So Piper Potts was an attractive young woman from Texas who met her future husband, Vance Streel. S-T-R-E-Y-L-E. Um, Vance Streel. I don't know how to say his name. <clears throat> At a Bible college in Oregon, they got married in 1988 and moved to a trailer on 40 acres in Canastota. 
South Dakota? I'm not sure. Never heard of that. Um, three years later. And it was a rural town about 20 miles west of Sioux Falls. And Sioux Falls is one of their bigger towns in South Dakota. Um, Isn't that the biggest one? I don't know. They're all small to me. <laughs> None of them seem that big. Um, the couple was very religious and they dreamed of starting their own part-time ministry and they were able to do that and they named it the Prairie View Bible Camp. So it was kind of just like a vacation Bible school, I mm-hmm. think. Um, and they set it up in their yard and if you drove past their house, you could see the pews that they set up on their lawn. Um, which that's, that's a little creepy bit to weird. me. Yeah. <laughs> I would not send my children mm-hmm. there. Um, so they had two children, Shayna and Nathan. And on, okay, I think there were three and two at the time. I think Shayna was three and Nathan was two. On Monday, July 29th, 1996, around 6.30 a.m., Vance drove to his plumbing job as usual, and Piper would normally leave shortly after Vance to drop off their kids at their babysitter when she was on her way to her job at Southeastern Children's Center in Sioux Falls. Um, And she had called the babysitter... Miss Jordanson at 9.20 to say that they were on their way. Um, but Piper and the kids never made it to the babysitter, um, and she never made it to her job. So, around noon, Vance called the house and left a message on their answering machine saying, Honey, where are you? And I don't know if, like, her work had called him and said she never showed up, or the babysitter called him, or if she normally was already back home by noon. Mm -hmm. Um, because around three o'clock, a co-worker of hers called Patty Sinclair to check in, um, and see, like, if she was okay. And Shana answered the phone saying, I don't want my mommy to die. I don't want my daddy to die. And then said, they're probably killed. And I'm not sure what Patty was saying. I don't know what Patty was saying during this time. Mm -hmm. Um, and also the amount of things, like, she told people makes it me think she might be older than three. I was like, that seems like a lot. Or she's, she's just a, really a very smart three-year-old. Or very old know. three. Almost four. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Um, so after Patty heard this, she immediately called the McCook County Sheriff's Office. And <clears throat> after um, she had called them, she called back to um, Piper's house and kept Shane on the phone for um 45 minutes until sheriff gene taylor um got to their trailer so by the time that the sheriff had gotten there it was after five o'clock and he found the two kids um and the family dog who was a blonde lab named chase but he couldn't find any sign of piper Mm -hmm. but the trailer was in disarray and thankfully the kids and the dogs the dog wasn't like none of them were harmed at all um, so Shana told the sheriff, um, and some other guy, Jim Stevenson, who's some kind of agent, um, he, she said, mommy's going to die. So the two men asked Shana what had happened, and Shana told them that a mean man driving a black car with black wheels came into the trailer and grabbed their mom. She said there was a lot of yelling and that the man shot a gun, but I don't think it shot anybody. And that their mom told them to run and hide. 
And then she said that the man had taken Nathan's blue tent, which he had just gotten for his birthday the night before. Because I think his birthday was either this day or mm-hmm. um, the day before. Um, so Vance got back home right after Shana had told the police what happened. And she ran to him crying, saying that she didn't want her mom to die and that her mom isn't coming back. Um, so pretty soon after all of this, the police, like, obviously started an investigation for, to find Piper, um, and their investigation already, like, showed, turned up multiple witnesses who reported seeing a truck or SUV that was painted black in the area of Piper's home that day, and one couple reported seeing a nervous young man in jeans and a baseball cap walking from... Oh, my God. <clears throat> I got everything done. Okay. Um, they reported seeing a nervous young man in jeans and a baseball cap walking from the trailer to a black um, Bronco parked in the driveway. So, about three days later, Vance recalled a visit to their trailer um, by a chubby, balding stranger in his mid-twenties who said his name was Rob Anderson. This guy... <laughs> Don't even get me started how dumb this guy is. Anyway, <laughs> so Vance said that he was a friendly guy who had a limp handshake. You remember that. <laughs> so... <laughs> it's like touching a fish. <laughs> <laughs> um, he recalled that Anderson had driven up in a black Bronco around 7.30 a.m. the previous Friday and came to the door and Vance answered it and at first the guy like didn't seem like he knew what he wanted to say he was just kind of there being like awkward and he seemed almost like surprised that Vance was home and had answered the door um and he told Vance that he had driven by several times over the past months Vance close the door Mm-hmm. kick this man out of your yard. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... <laughs> um, and then Piper walked by the door, and Anderson said he was thinking of enrolling his children into their Bible camp. But Vance told him that their camp was closed for the year, but they would be glad to add his name to their list for 1997. Mm-hmm. So Piper wrote down his name and phone number on a small piece of paper, and then Anderson left. So, with this information, the police were able to identify their main suspect as Robert Leroy Anderson. He was 26 and a high school dropout, and he was married twice and um, had four children, and he lived in Sioux Falls. So, he's living the dream life. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He worked as a maintenance man on the 11 p.m. to 7.30 a.m. shift at... John Morell and Company, um, which is a Sioux Falls meat packaging plant. Mm-hmm. So two officers went to his house and they said that they needed to talk to him. And he voluntarily drove his blue Ford Bronco down to the station. So while they were at um, the investigation, which lasted about seven hours, well, I guess interrogation, not investigation, mm-hmm. um, the police searched his car in his house and um, so I guess he doesn't live with his kids or his wife, or I maybe he's been divorced twice or not. something. I don't know. He lives in a trailer. Um, so in his car, they found a container of 
black water soluble spray paint and um in his trailer they found dog hairs that were similar to that of um the family dog mm-hmm. at the straily straight i don't know their last name house strail strail i don't i don't know um they found a partial roll of duct tape two handcuff keys and another container of black water soluble spray paint just like the one that they found in his bronco so anderson said that he had no knowledge of piper's fate um or her whereabouts but he did say that he had visited their home that friday morning and later said that he also did go back on Monday because he wanted to use the archery range that they had in their yard. And he said that he knocked mm-hmm. on the door but heard the kids playing and assumed that Piper was taking a nap. So he left. Hmm? I don't know why you're so dumb. Heard the you kids would admit that you playing. were going to her home. I think he was trying to be like, well, I, w- I was there, but she didn't seem to be there. So maybe she was already missing. You know what I, I mean? see, I see, I see. I think that's what he was trying to hint at. Um, but during the interrogation, the officers and Anderson talked about many things, including his childhood speech impediment, his sexual issues, because that's a whole nother thing that I just didn't want to get into because I don't care (laughs) if you're, if you have problems, because he's like, he's like a sexual sadist or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't feel like getting into that because it's not interesting to me if you're that messed up in the head. Anyway. Um, and the unsolved disappearance of another local woman, I think it's Larissa Demansky. I can't see the name. Well, she isn't from America, so I don't know if I'm pronouncing her first name right. I see. That's what I mean. Because it's spelled like Larissa. I would assume it's Larissa. But it could be like Larsa or something, something like that. Um, she was a 29-year-old, uh, Morrell employee who had vanished from the meat packaging company's parking lot two years before, but he denied knowing anything about her disappearance. So we're going to talk about her for a minute. Um, she was married to Bill Demansky, and the couple had moved to South Dakota from the Ukraine, and they were both really excited to start their life together in the United States. And at first, when they moved here, they both worked at the John Morrell and Company meat packaging plant, but eventually Bill found a job somewhere else, and Larissa remained at the company, working mm-hmm. mostly um, night shifts. And what I read in the article, it said that this is where she befriended the maintenance worker, Robert Leroy Anderson, but I don't know if they were actually friends or not. Yeah. They might have just known each other and she was just nice to him because mm-hmm. he was weird because I think he's probably a weird guy. So we don't know. But this is when we find out about a man ma- named Glenn Walker. We have another person. Um, so Anderson confided his violent murder fantasies to his lifelong friend, Glenn Walker. Okay. Um, they both apparently wanted to experience what it would be like to abduct and kill a woman. Because men are just the absolute worst. Um, So together they devised a plan to kidnap Larissa, whom Anderson had already been stalking for several months. So one night, Anderson and Walker put wheel poppers in the road. 
I don't know if that means like spike strips or those so fireworks. Like the caltrops? Or, or those firework cracker things that make you think you're, you blew out a tire. I don't know. But they put those into the road and they were hoping it would damage her tire because like he's a sto- he mm-hmm. was been stalking her. So like he knows where she's going all the time, I'm assuming. Um, and so they were hoping that she would stop and they would grab her whenever she stopped. But apparently she had experienced many flat tires in her lifetime and she never stopped in like abandoned not abandoned but like where people weren't around yeah so she keep kept driving until she got somewhere where there were people around to check her tire mm-hmm. so their plan failed um well, good on her <laughs> i know that's smart um but sadly on august 26th anderson approached larissa in the parking lot at their work um he held her at knife point and told her to get into his car then Anderson and Walker, I'm assuming Walker's already in the car at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Then Anderson and Walker drove her to Lake Vermilion, where Anderson dragged her out of the car and sexually assaulted her multiple times. And then Walker says that Anderson then suffocated Larissa with duct tape and buried her remains under a choke cherry bush. So that's sad. Yeah. Okay, now we're switching back to our other case with um, Piper. So. Police interviewed one of Anderson's neighbors who said he recalled seeing Anderson cleaning the interior of his Bronco on the morning of the 29th. He said that Anderson had left for a while and then returned around 2 p.m. and started to clean his car. Um, the officers brought in the handcuff keys and asked Anderson, like, into their interrogation. Mm-hmm. That was seven hours long. That was still ongoing. And asked Anderson what they were for and he said that those were his but he didn't own any handcuffs (laughs) so why did you have them okay i don't know um (laughs) he also denied his neighbor's account of cleaning the interior of his car i've never cleaned the interior of my car vacuum my car (laughs) he is such a liar um uh, let's see here um so vance and shana Later picked out Anderson in a lineup. I don't think they were in... They weren't in there at the same time. I think they might have just done, like, photographs for Shana. Mm-hmm. But um, picked him out of a lineup. And at 1.30 on the morning of August 2nd, the Sioux Falls police arrested Robert Anderson at Morrell's and charged him with kidnapping Piper Straley. Strail. I'm happy they at least Strail. are taking the little girl seriously. Like, using her as a witness. Well, yeah, I mean, she... Well, because sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's like, no, the kid's I too mean, little. I mean, they could We're make gonna, stuff up, can't but, like, it. she's sticking to she, her same story. But yeah, so. no, she seems to, like, very much so be aware yeah. of what is happening and what it means. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at this point, Piper was still missing. So, hundreds of officers and volunteers scoured the area around their trailer looking for more evidence, but they found nothing. Um, but botanist Gary Larson from South Dakota State University was able to point the investigation in a more useful direction. Um, he was able to identify bits of vegetable matter taken from, um, the toolbox that was in the back of his Bronco. Do you mean vegetable? It says vegetable. It says vegetable, and I believe it said vegetable on the website that I got this from. I believe um, it. <laughs> he found plant matter. Does that yeah. make you feel better? They could have said that, but they said vegetable, because I... That, that means, like, so they got some zucchini on um, it. 
I think I said he had. A, they found a toolbox in the back of his truck. Did I? Yeah, that's where they with found chain? the with a chain in it. Well, now we have. Well, I don't know. I don't. Remember. They found that, and I don't know if I remember putting it in my notes, but I know I it was in there. So taken from a toolbox that was in his Bronco, which they'd already discovered, and I'm just stupid mm-hmm. and forgot to say. Um. The vegetable matter in the toolbox. I know, but I don't know okay. if I typed this right or if this is what it is. Oh. H o n e w o r t. Is that a plant? H o n e. Homewort. It's not a plant that I know of, but it sounds like it could be a plant. I'm gonna look it up because it might have been honeywort in an autocorrected beard. I haven't heard of that either. Whoops. Yeah. Honey or home? Homewort. Okay. Um. Yeah, so he found plant matter taken from that toolbox, and he discovered it to be homewort and black snake root, which are known to grow along certain wooded stretches of the Big Sioux River north of Sioux Falls, um, near the small town of Baltic. So, (laughs) I don't understand what this is or where it came from, but in the article it said, and a police crick. I can't even talk, quickly realized that it was not a coincidence that on July 29th, a motorist driving near the Baltic had found a half-torn black and white t-shirt that Piper had been wearing when she was last seen. Wait, why did that person turn it in or stop for it? I don't know. That's that's always like why did the police be like, um, Piper was wearing that. We should look into this area more. I, I'm, I'm thinking it's an issue of they're just out of practice for murders like this. Yeah, I don't know. But so in the article, I said that and I was like, so police had this tip earlier and they did nothing about it. And we're like, oh, it's just, you know, trash, even though it looks it's literally what she was wearing when she mm-hmm. was last seen. Anyway, so they then decided to search that area and found the other half of her shirt under a small tree and then dangling from a branch directly above it were several lengths, like different lengths of duct tape that were wadded up together and matted with human hair, Ugh. which proved to be microscopically um, indistinguishable from Piper's hair. Because mm-hmm. you can't actually like really DNA test them. You just have to be able to compare them and yeah. um, decide if it's close enough or not. I've had to do that because I'm um, a professional. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've had to do it. I'm not a professional, but I've had to do it. But you're familiar with the process. Um, So, one torn end of the duct tape matched the roll taken from Anderson's Bronco. And after I read that, I was like, I think this is a Forensic Files episode that I've watched before. I bet. Um, Either that or someone has done basically this exact same thing and they caught them. No, it was different because there was duct tape on a chair that he had tied someone up to and thrown into a river. And the duct tape from that matched the roll of duct tape that they found at their house. But anyway, mm-hmm. so yeah, you better cut clean lines in your duct tape and throw away the roll because they'll find you. And they'll is that how they're back doing to it? Is, is the rip, like the tears? Yeah. I thought it was like somehow the duct tapes are all very individual. <laughs> the tear makes more sense though. I think you can kind of tell depending on how old it is if like the glue is different from... That could be too. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a pro at this. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm working labs. Um, (laughs) so, let's see, where was I? Oh, yeah, so it matched the role taken from Anderson's Bronco. So, um, 
Also, in this article, they kind of didn't put all of the stuff that they found in their search into one section. So they start telling you more stuff that they found here. It's, like, awkwardly spread out. Yeah. I hate having so it's to like, reorganize I, other people's stuff. Well, like, that's why, why I this just left stupid. it how it was. Because I was like, well, maybe they, like, searched it a second time mm-hmm. after they found more evidence. So the vehicle also had hair that they believed came from Piper. I don't know why they didn't say that in the original thing. And they also found a folding knife in the car that had pieces of cloth that matched her torn shirt. So it's like maybe they... Maybe they went back and searched a second time. Let certain parts of information out to the public. That could be. In certain orders. Um, so Anderson was charged with kidnapping Piper and he went to trial the following spring. During the trial, they showed the jury that he planned this because he had spray painted his Bronco black with the water soluble paint <laughs> in order to change the appearance of his car. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't just do that if no, you're you just don't driving really around that. town and want to change <laughs> and then wash it off and come home and it's blue again. Um, so they believe that Anderson kidnapped because they don't, they still haven't found her at this point. Mm-hmm. So they believed that Anderson kidnapped Piper and while he was in their home, took the piece of paper that had his name and number on it. And then he drove to an area near Baltic where he gagged her with duct tape, cut her shirt open with the folding knife, sexually assaulted her and then killed her. And after that disposed of her body. Um, they just assume he sexually assaulted her because of his, um, said sexual issues that they Mm -hmm. talked about in their, um, investigation, interrogation, whatever. Okay. On May 8th, 1997, Anderson was found guilty of kidnapping Piper and was sentenced to life in prison. Um, like I said, Piper's body had still not been found. Um, and at that time they weren't able to charge him with anything more than just her kidnapping because yeah. they didn't have a body. But at least they could prove that and put him in prison for Yeah, now. as in for life. But everybody wasn't happy with that because they all had, like, a feeling that he had killed her. And yeah. so they all wanted him to be um, put in jail for murder. And the judge actually said that he had a feeling that Anderson would be, would be put in jail for murder sometime soon. <laughs> That's how much everybody hated this guy. Um... Because they were like, life in prison just for kidnapping is not enough for us. Mm-hmm. They, like, wanted more. Like, everybody did. So, uh, shortly after Anderson was convicted for the kidnapping of Piper, Walker confessed to the police that he was an accomplice in the abduction of Larissa, but said that he didn't have anything to do with her rape and murder. Um, he told them that the pair had planned out the kidnapping and said he would show the police the location of Larissa's body. So, on May 20th, Walker led the police to Larissa's shallow grave at Lake Vermilion. Um, when they dug up her remains, they realized that portions of her skeleton were missing and didn't understand why, since it didn't seem like a large animal or anything had disturbed mm-hmm. the grave. Um, but they were able to recover 57 items related to Larissa, including a tooth, a rib, the bones from both wrists, several fingers... Her right foot and ankle, several fingernails, and, um, jaw. But where was the rest of her? Um, they also found near the grave, this this doesn't even make any sense to me, near the grave, none of it's, this isn't buried, Mm -hmm. a pair of work gloves, shell, hold on, I just choked, shell casings and bullets, Larissa's shoes, a part of her belt. Some of her jewelry, 
and pieces of her clothing. Mm-hmm. Why'd you bury her potty? Why, yeah, why didn't all you of this evidence, the rest of that? <laughs> if all of this evidence... But they didn't find it till now either. I know, but it's like, if you're, if you're going it's to the trouble years of later. burying her body, why aren't you also going to the trouble of burying all of that stuff with it? Anyway... I don't know. He's dumb. This, this makes me scared that all of the random lost clothing items I've ever seen in the it woods are belong actually to a belong dead to dead people you know, who are in the woods with me. <laughs> it very well could be. Um, in August of 1997, Jeremy Brunner, who was Anderson's cellmate, contacted the attorney general's office with information about Anderson's crimes. He told them that Anderson bragged in great detail about the murders of Piper and Larissa during their stay in their shared cell, and Brunner was able to provide them with significant evidence, which helped to further implicate Anderson. So this guy's literally the biggest idiot in the world. Bragging. <laughs> I like how this cellmate's just like, hey, I got some information for you. Um, well, probably, this um, guy. <laughs> probably improves his uh, sentencing situation. Yeah, so Brunner said that Anderson admitted that he was a serial killer. Oh, gosh. And that he would keep trophies of his victims at his grandmother's house. And he even told Brunner exactly where the items were. Authorities were able <laughs> to find these trophies exactly where Brunner said Anderson had hid them. It's ridiculous. <laughs> they were tucked between the ceiling and the wall of his grandmother's basement. And the items that they found were a ring and a necklace that belonged to Piper and Larissa. And also Anderson's gun. Um, so, so he only I, has first of all, two victims? Literally, that's what I was about to say. First of all, this man obviously is so dumb, he doesn't know what a serial killer is. I was like, how many do you have to have? <laughs> and I think you have to do it the same way each time. You have to have a pattern. No. No, you don't? You just can't do, like, a mass, like, shooting or something and call yourself a serial killer. I see. <laughs> first of all, he didn't even get to three, because it needs to be three or more people. <laughs> so. She's dreaming big. And the murders had to take place over more than a month and had to include a significant period of time between them. So, yeah, this guy's a big-time idiot and doesn't I mean, even he has know. The, he has the big, he has the gaps, like, the time is right, but not the number. He needed No, he's like, I'm a serial killer. And, like, when Brunner's probably like, how many people have you killed? Two. And Brunner's like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ted Bundy. <laughs> like... <laughs> I think it's funny because I don't think Brunner's scared of this man at all. At all. Um, He has a limp handshake. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) He isn't scary. He's just ugly. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) I can't handle that. Anyway. But what's funny, too, is, like, to this day... People like if you look him up, they'll be like the serial, like a South Dakota serial killer, and I'm like, two people? Does it make you a serial no, killer? Not. Just two murders. And I was like, no, he just murdered people. I was like, there is a difference. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, he had potential to be one if he wasn't. Well, caught. everybody says that he would have kept killing people if he wasn't caught. I, but it's I, like I you know, that, they say but... that about everybody, but killers are just so dumb they always end up getting caught. That's the thing. I mean, not all of them, but the majority of them that are like. <laughs> I'm a serial killer. I've killed one person. Okay. I... They anyway. want to be one. Those well, are yeah. two different things. You haven't achieved it. No. <laughs> so, Anderson told Brunner that he thought 
Walker might tell the authorities about the murders and that he might show them where Loris's body was. So he decided to remove her skull and teeth from the grave and they believe he threw them out of his car window when he left the scene. Where? They don't know where he disposed of it, but no one was able to find it. So that's what happened to the How? missing it's grasslands. But it's also like I don't know woods. where her spine went or yeah, these other th- or I was like she's missing pelvis. a lot of parts. I don't know. But um Let's see here. So Brunner also explained that Anderson admitted to strangling and raping Piper and then disposing of her body in the Big Sioux River. Um, and her body still hasn't been found to this day. Um, Brunner said that Anderson had also asked him to kill Walker because he didn't trust him and didn't want him to come forward with any information. So Brunner agreed to kill Walker after he got out of prison. So Anderson drew a map which showed the location of Walker's house. And then another map which showed where Anderson's grandma lived. So he could go there and use his gun to kill Walker. Um, of course, Brunner was not actually going to kill Walker. Um, he struck up a deal with the police for a shorter sentence and testified against Anderson. <laughs> of course. <laughs> So did, so did Walker. Yeah, 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 I'll kill him, I'll kill him so for did you, Walker. yeah. And then he also, like, told one of his other cellmates about his crimes, too, and that guy also was like, Gosh. um, you guys might want to hear this. I don't want to be around this man anymore. <laughs> you won't shut up. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> um, so on September 4th, 1997, Anderson was charged with murdering Larissa Demansky, um, and also charged with the rape and murder of Piper now. Um, so his trial began on March of 1999, and then on April 6th, he was found guilty of all four counts, including the rape and murder of Piper and the kidnapping murder of Larissa. So he was sentenced to death by lethal injection now, and Walker was also tried, um, for his help in the crime, and he was found guilty and sentenced to 30 years in prison. So, at least he confessed, and he was like, I mean, I'll take, you Mm -hmm. know, the blame. Um, cause he, he said he was guilty. He didn't mm-hmm. even try and be like, I like no. the idea that the other option would be, um, he somehow is not accused of it, but then Brenner does get out early and does just go finish the job. <laughs> Brenner, I don't even know what he was in jail for, but I don't think he was a killer. <laughs> um, he just, you know, hijacked a car one day. That was it. Yeah, <laughs> who knows what he was in there for. So on March 30th, 2003, Robert Leroy Anderson committed suicide. He was found hanging by a sheet tied to a bar in his segregation cell. Um, And a quote from Larry Long, who I could not find what this man did. I don't know if he was an officer. I don't know if he was a lawyer. I don't know if he was a judge. Mm -hmm. um, Or if he just wrote a book or he was a reporter. I don't know. But he said, said, quote, I think a a lot of women will sleep better knowing that this guy is deceased. Um... And there's a book written on this case, and it's called The Duct Tape Killer, and it's written by Phil and Sandy Heyman, Hammond, and, um, this has been the story of the dumbly self-proclaimed serial killer, Robert Leroy Anderson, who is not yet a serial killer and never will be. Um, he did kill himself, though, so does that count as a third victim? (laughs) That is the question of the day that I will leave you on. Thank you and good night. <laughs> so, what a thought. <laughs> there Goodness. you go. 
It's pretty long. That yeah, was a long one. Pretty I got interesting. Into it I, I haven't like, like heard this it. This just keeps going. Probably but. because they're not an actual serial killer, and serial killer stories are much more. Um, well, because you can't find as much information. They'll be like, he killed this one, and then this one, and then this one. Because mm-hmm. they're not going to be like, here's everything we found at the scene. Mm-hmm. But you know, so yeah. Ooh. There you go. Um, like I said, I don't Where's know. Where's the rest of her body? <sighs> That's what I don't get. There was a lot of other stuff. They might have found it and just didn't put it in there. Also, Because like, what I listed off wasn't 57 items. No. So they might have found more and just didn't say. Just but didn't they, say they didn't find her skull and they didn't find most of her teeth. Mm-hmm. So those were the main things missing. Mm-hmm. I was... I was looking through because I wanted to just see, like, how the names were pronounced. Yeah. I was curious. And one of the news articles was, like, daughter refuses to testify. And I was like, daughter's four years old. Don't you dare shame daughter for not testifying. It was, it was like, the weirdest, yeah, what like, would you... clickbait title. And I was like, she's four. She... She's four. You have... She also you told have... the police everything they needed to know. Yeah, it's so. like, she's told the police, and that's on recording. And you have the recordings from the phone calls, mm-hmm. too, that she made. Like, she, you have her saying those words. Why would you make that little girl go, go in there... Go through more trauma than she's already gone through. And testify. And then, like, shame her for not doing so. It's like, he went to jail anyway. Like, it's not like, oh, he got away because she didn't do it. And even then, you can't... You shouldn't shame a little baby girl. <laughs> yeah, that's like, weird. It was the weird, and I, I really think it was a clickbait thing. That, yeah. That's why it was titled that way. But it's not. It's, that's inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. <sighs> okay. My turn. This one has a bit of history. Okay. Before it gets to the stories, and it's it's more of like it's more legendy than some of the other ones. Okay. I feel like most of my stories are legendy because it's always about someone who may or may not have died in the hotel. That's fair. But like, you like know? <laughs> so so a lot of the history is pre-written record is why it's 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 oral tradition at the very least. <laughs> so, I'm covering so I always heard it as Sitka Hollow, but Wikipedia says it's pronounced Shicha. So okay. I'm just putting both out there. It's S I C A, but I it doesn't mean it's pronounced in our yeah in our phonetics. So, um, Shicha Shicha Hollow State. That's so hard to say. Shicha Shicha Hollow. Shichid or Shicha Shicha. Shicha? Yeah, like S H E C H A is like how you're supposed Shicha. to pronounce it. Shicha Shicha Hollow State Park. Um. Okay. Which we've been to. We've driven through it. We see the signs every time we drive through Sisseton. Mm-hmm. But it's like we just literally just drove through it and left because it's just like a creek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a neat park for that area because it's it has hills and trees. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest of South Dakota doesn't. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's located on the Kota Prairie, which is a plateau in the middle of like a giant prairie flatland in South Dakota, Minnesota, and Iowa. Um. And it's, it's, like, pocketed glacial lakes and drainage paths, which is mm-hmm. what makes it, like, a cool geographic feature. Um, there's pipestone, also known as catlinite. There's a deposit of that in the very southeastern portion of the plateau. Um, and that's that's used by indigenous people all over the country to make it's ceremonial sacred. pipes and stuff. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a very sacred stone. Um, so, like, that's, that's why 
it's like a cool area yeah Yeah. cool area um that's why people were living there for so long yeah Um, and also you know if it's a very sacred stone and a special sacred landscape maybe that's why it's a little bit a little bit more spiritual energy to it um so shisha hollow is in the very northern portion of the plateau on the like very eastern edge like literally you can see the flatlands from where it is it's, mm-hmm. it's the exact like edge of the plateau um and the story goes is the story according to the eerie sioux uh, as to like why this place is haunted mm-hmm. um this is a very summarized version okay because it was very long yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i originally wrote out the long one and i was like this is just too much too detail much to go um so this is this was recorded by Wamdi Wakasa, or maybe Wichasha. I don't know how to pronounce it. I just want to do my best. Um, so no one comes was, for us. Yeah, we're trying our hardest. <laughs> and it was a name given by the Yankton Sioux to an Indian missionary father yes. named Stanislas Madlin. I almost did a story about Yankton. You're pretty darn close to Yankton, where you are. I did. Um, That's where I'm from. <laughs> where you were born. <laughs> I ain't from anyway, these parts. So it's, 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 the, it's a white Indian missionary's recording of this oral tradition. Okay. Um, so the hollow was long, for a long time, was a home to a peaceful people who camped in the hollow where the trees gave shelter from the northern wind, which makes sense because it's a very, very windy mm-hmm. state. Mm-hmm. Um, water flowed. Oh, yeah. Water flows there even in the deep of winter. So, like, there's always a natural water, running clean water, water source, yeah. run, running water source. And there's also a natural salt lick. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, this combination attracted animals. So there was always, like, plentiful yeah. hunting. And, again, it was it's considered a very peaceful place. Like, people didn't war here. You just yeah. sort of lived in... In nature, because there was lots of... Yeah, exactly. It was actually... It was a common Mm -hmm. travel. Like, you stopped there while you were migrating. Um, So, one day, a stranger arrived from the east. Like, like just, like, one person Mm -hmm. from, like, a foreign tribe. Yeah. Um, And the women were immediately wary of this guy. They're like, absolutely not. He gave creepy vibes. They made him uneasy. (laughs) We know. Um, he was, like, not a good guest. He was rude. He was ungrateful. He wasn't friendly. Like, the women were like, absolutely not. Um, and he, but the men were like, he's cool. He's like this, this, like, neat guy. He's, like, he's, like, strong. And he he encouraged the young man, young men to go out on killing raids (gasps) in the traveling camps because the camps would travel. Like, people? Yeah. So, like, Uh people would travel in, like, the lowlands that you could see over. And he was like, "Go raid them, just like, just like go." Yeah, it's like they're like, they're so really easy. unprotected. They're it. used to you being peaceful and friendly. He like no. no one's gonna expect it. Bad news. Um. Yeah. No, he's like this really is a peaceful not a good guy. <laughs> we shall keep it um, this way. And he's like, "If you do this, you'll look really cool, and you'll get wives way easier." Which is crazy because like <laughs> clearly like the cultural practice here is to like just be chill. So why yeah. would all of a sudden be warring, you... attract the women? I don't know. Anyway, the, but the men well, were like, we want the women. Especially when they're wary of what's going on. Yeah. The women are like, uh-uh. <laughs> so it was said that they killed so many in these raids that the river ran red with blood. Um, no. And, like, the river that's down in the 
Yeah. In the flatlands, the in the flood flood valley. Floodplains. That's it. <laughs> um and everyone else thought the raids were disgusting and mm-hmm. they hated it. Like all the the elders and the women, they all hated it. Yeah. It was just the young men who were like really gung ho to like prove themselves or something. Um, especially since the hollow is no longer peaceful. Like it, it's, it jeopardizes the safety of the people who permanently who live, live in the there. hollow yeah. by making them like a target now. Like, okay, they're going to be aggressive towards us. So we need to be aggressive to them first. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want that. That's not cool. Um, so they prayed for the hollow to be restored to its former state. And those prayers were answered by a flood that killed everyone, including the stranger. Oh. Um, whose name was Hand. Hand? Hand. That's all? Um, yeah. Uh, I, I assume that it was Hand in whatever language was being spoken. And we just call him Hand. Because that was how it was translated by the missionary okay. or something. I don't know. Anyway, everyone but one young woman. Um, so it's it's like a creation and vengeance myth for mm-hmm. the area. Yeah. Um... And it's included in a number of, like, indigenous religious situations. Like, mm-hmm. this this story. I don't know if it's necessarily there, but this kind of story with the woman, one, one woman survivor who then, like, repopulates with, like, a god who comes down or Isn't something. Isn't there um, a story? This might be the same thing I'm thinking of. But there's a flood and she's, she gets up to the top of the hill and she's the only one that survives? Or was that a movie I watched? No, that's that's the story. She gets up to the top of the hill. She's, like, racing the water yeah, to get to the top of the hill. I don't know if it's this exact well, everyone one, else but drowns. I've heard one of... The but yeah, stories where it's, it's well, it's it's one of the common yeah, like because because a lot of groups have this flood myth yeah, that, like in this exact scenario yeah, um. So I mean, it's like the same thing as Noah's Ark. Yeah, no, yeah. Too much corruption and murder and greed and so the the location Shicha is in a Suan dialect means bad or evil, which refers to the gurgling red tinted water of the bogs in the hollow. So, like the very heavy mineral deposits there that the water's actually red there so like there's so many things where it's like i see where they got it for the story yeah. um and it's it's absolutely possible that there was a giant flood that wiped yeah. out a previously peaceful people that then got violent when a you know someone else came in and encouraged it like everything in the story is possible except for maybe the god portion at the end <laughs> okay anywho um so according to Suin legend uh in this bog there is the blood and flesh of their ancestors. So, like, that's what the red bubbling substance oh. is. It's, like, dead people stew. Yeah, that's kind of um, Which sounds disgusting. Gross. But it's, like, you also can't drink that particular water, so. Is that the one with the salt in it? No, there's a salt lick. Oh. It's, like, a, like a mineral deposit. That doesn't mean it's salty water. Okay. Um. It's just, and, like, and, cool. and because of this lore, this is where you get, like... The original mysterious feeling from the hollow. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like, you know, the settlers, the white settlers came in and like heard these stories and, and like learned the name of it, it and were yeah. nervous. And there, this water is red and bubbling, and that is weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it absolutely makes sense. Um, so they. Wait a second. Where am I? But yeah, no, the settlers were also literally told about the supernatural nature of the hollow when they got there. They're like, you don't go there. Like, don't yeah. do it. You don't go there. To the point that, like, nobody settled near it. They all respected it enough. Until in the 1840s, a man named Robert Roy settled in the hollow. 
And the natives thought he was straight crazy <laughs> for doing so. They're like, no, <laughs> you don't do that. And then um, apparently he went missing, I guess, because um, US, the U.S. government sent soldiers to go find him and scout out the area. Um, and when they returned, they reported Roy had gone absolutely insane from living in the hollow, which could he be... He might have been drinking the water. I was like, he could have been yeah. drinking the water. I think there's also gases that are being released in this yeah. bog situation. He yeah. just might, like, I think he's just being poisoned by the environment, which is, again, why you're not supposed to live there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, years later, stories of a Bigfoot-type man living <gasps> in the hollow began to be told, which is really fun. Bigfoot. Um, it also could just be... A large hairy man also decided to go live in the hollow, and they just no. sort of saw him sparsely. But you know, it's Bigfoot. Audrey loves Bigfoot, so <laughs> he's on my car. <laughs> he is with me wherever I go. In the 1970s, so like quite recently, a number of people began disappearing in the hollow. <gasps> um, and search parties were sent what kind out. Of people, it says people. A number of people disappeared. I assume, like you know, mm. hikers or teens. Okay. Those are usually people who disappear in hollows. <laughs> so search parties were sent out, and a number of participants said um, they... What? Oh, no, because... So they associated these disappearances with the Bigfoot sightings, and that they were more there to find the beast than actually the missing individuals. There is a Hulu documentary that I am I need to watch. <laughs> it is about these murders of three it's a homicide of three people mm-hmm. um that happened in california and it was literally forever blamed on bigfoot that's crazy because there have been like sightings in the woods where it had happened you have to tell me whether bigfoot or not it's good creature. i might cover that i might do that it's in california though yeah. and i we all know how i feel about california they're dumb stories because they have too many and i don't care about them not that I don't care about the people, just because I just don't like California in general. <laughs> but it's this guy who, he would he was a journalist and he would go into, like, really crazy situations and, like, scary places. And, like, he would go with, like, drug, like, two, he would befriend two warring drug lords mm-hmm. and, like, get stories That's on all crazy. this stuff. So he went in and he is trying to solve this, this, Bigfoot. this Bigfoot murder right. that has That's so for years fun. said that Bigfoot killed three people. So anyway, that just reminded me of that. Yeah, no, that sounds interesting. I need Um, to watch that tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the beast is suspected to be a bear because, like, you know, bears are around. First of all, you just branded. Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) But no matter what, the missing individuals and the beast, and or bear, were never found. Like they didn't find. Like they thoroughly searched the area and didn't even find a bear. Like, they found nothing. Nothing. There's no people. No Bigfoot. No bear. Like no, nobody. Nothing. Nada. Interesting. Um, Aliens. No, but it's important to note that there's quicksand that forms oh, around okay. Sika Hollow or okay. Shicha Hollow, and um, <laughs> Did you say Sleepy Hollow. I said Sika. Oh, because that's what it looks like, and that's what I've always heard. Yeah. No, in Shicha Hollow, and um, there are a bunch of gullies that you can fall down that they didn't necessarily search as well as they could yeah. because they're like steep. <laughs> Um, because like there's a bunch of springs, so there's probably also some sinkholes that then cover themselves back up. There's really dense vegetation, um, and then there are just ravines that drop drop suddenly for hundreds of feet. And again, those are very hard to search. So it's like 
Yeah. Both Bigfoot, the bear, and the people could have been found, maybe, if if they had searched, searched all better. of those. But, like, also it's how, how worth it is it for your own life to find these most likely dead people. Mm-hmm. Mm. But, yeah, those are... Those things both account, in a way, for the missing people. Again, they still haven't been found. Um, but also, like, adds more credibility to, like, why people thought it was such a mythical location. Because you can't just yeah. vanish. People just start disappearing and never and, get and it, found. Yeah. Especially in an area where, like, these are not normal. Like, around here, you're like, yeah, no, you just sometimes will fall into a sinkhole and never be seen again in Missouri. That's normal and expected in the woods. just fall into the river and be swept away. Yeah. But, like, here, that's not... There's not a lot of places where you can do that because most of it's open and visible and not gully-ridden and steep. Yeah. <laughs> so... The bog produces swamp gases. This is a real thing it does. Um, creates echoing gurgles. Uh, causes stumps to glow in the dark. These are real things. These aren't, like, paranormal spookies. Is there spookies. radioactive waste around this? Or I've no... What I, in the it's world? crazy. <laughs> um, which, which all account for, like, a lot of, like, the things that people think are haunted around here. But, like... Also, might be cover-ups for some of the supernatural. Like, people are like, no, 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 it was just swamp gases. They love to do that. And it's like, sometimes there might actually be both. You never know. <laughs> um, because, like, like glowing and gurgling and echoing and odd noises are, are common paranormal things that people say that happen here. And another thing is they hear uh, chanting and drums which have been reported oh. by people who camp overnight, which, uh... That's like, that reminds me of the, which one? um, Hawaiian, um, night, night, uh, the myth or whatever it is about the night warriors that come out mm-hmm. with drums and... Mm-hmm. Um, which could be either actual people chanting with drums, because it's the woods, and there's, you know, a large Native American population nearby. You don't necessarily, like, you don't know if the campers know what celebrations are are, are not happening. Um, but it also could be, uh, ghosts. <laughs> yep. Because chanting in drums is, is, is very, uh, creepy when it comes to things you hear in the distance. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's also cries and war whoops um. and sightings of Native American warriors that have been seen in the area. Whoop. Excuse me, we're in the middle of a podcast? I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for... I, there's a phone call I need to get today. I say that while I'm literally on my phone yeah, looking at true. houses. <laughs> anyway, so there's not, like, a giant, like, a wonderful list of very specific, like, paranormal incidences, but it's, like, a really naturally spooky place that also has a, a few, like, you know, chanting and Native American warriors and war cries are a little bit different than most paranormal places but it's like the the story of like the real things that cause stuff here was too crazy for me not to share it (laughs) yeah that's pretty uh that's a lot of weird things going on yeah like like science says it's normal and i'm like i don't think it is still (laughs) so don't even get me started so that's the story of did i say where it was um not really um it's it's near uh sisseton south dakota I think it's like in between like Sicily and Britain. I think if I remember right. Gotcha. 
I didn't know any of that stuff was going on in that area. Yeah, no, I didn't either. That's why I was like, I just, this is just fascinating to me because we drive by there so often that, like, it makes me want to go back and stop when we're up there again just to, like. Didn't want to fall into quicksand? No, no, no. There's trails. That's what you say now until you fall into the quicksand. It's not that hard to get out of quicksand if you're, like, aware of what it is. I have watched many a video of how to get out of it. Exactly. I don't know why, but I. I'm pretty sure when you were they little, showed... you thought it was going to be a bigger issue Didn't than it was. Didn't they show you it on Disney Channel? How to get out yes. of quicksand? No, that. Oh my gosh! It's like I I need that call that they're going to be texting me now for work. Okay. Um. I guess that's all. Yeah. Um. Well. <laughs> try not to kill anyone and don't mess with Ouija boards. Bye. Bye.